Pigskin Daily History Dispatch Bonus Edition Football by Number Series. We have the number 36s and we'll give you a top 10 greatest 36s that played in the NFL coming up in just a moment. This is the Pigskin Daily History Dispatch, a podcast that covers the anniversaries of American football events throughout history on a day-to-day basis. This is your host, Darren Hayes, and we're podcasting from America's North Shore to bring you the memories of the gridiron one day at a time. So with Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff supplying us with their tunes, let's go no huddle through today's football history headlines. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, my football friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com, and welcome to the special bonus edition of Football by Numbers series, where we are going to go with jersey numbers, zeros, all the way to number 99 in separate episodes, and we are going to uh, give you the best of the best that wore each number and try to come up with a top 10 list for each one. Uh, a lot of times we have guests on these shows, but tonight is a solo edition, and we are going to tackle the number 36s, if we can, because there's some pretty good uh, number 36s is that uh, I don't know if we can tackle because everybody else in the NFL had trouble tackling them, but there's other 36s that made some great tackles. And uh, we're going to start off where we always do. The Pro Football Hall of Fame tells us that there are six individuals that are enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio that wore the number 36 in their career. They are Jerome Bettis, Mike Mahalski, Marion Motley, Bill Owen, Cal Hubbard, and O.J. Simpson. Now those last two, Cal Hubbard and O.J. Simpson, great Hall of Famers, but I could not find anywhere in my research uh, on any of the websites or books or uh, data sheets that I have where O.J. Simpson or Cal Hubbard wore the number 36. Maybe they did in a preseason game or in a program somewhere, uh, of an exhibition game. Uh, That I do not know, but I cannot find enough to talk about them wearing the number 36. So I'm going to sort of uh, disclude them from our number 36 uh, uh, talk here of being top 10s, even though they're great players in their own right. They have made it on some of our other lists. Uh, You can listen to our number 32s for O.J. Simpson. And Cal Hubbard's been mentioned a couple times for some of the numbers that he has worn. So excuse us for not having those Pro Football Hall of Famers on here, but that's the reasoning why don't have enough information to know when they wore that. But the other four we're going to talk about right now. And, uh, you know, first, let's start off with Jerome Bettis. Let's go alphabetically. He's a very near and dear to my heart, as he is to all Steelers fans and Rams fans, as well as Notre Dame fans, because he came out of the University of Notre Dame as a big man, 5'11", 252 pounds, just a, a wrecking ball that just had some really quick feet and could really hit a hole and dance and, you know, change direction for a big man. That's what uh, really astounded defenders and that they just couldn't tackle him because he was so quick on his feet. But he came into the NFL in 1993 and ended up being the NFL Rookie of the Year. Uh, he made six Pro Bowls during his career, and he was just a, you know, a tremendous player all the way through. But uh, played three years with the Rams, two uh with the LA Rams, one with the St. Louis Rams, 1993-1996. Then they had that big trade. I think, believe it happened on draft day. Uh, the Steelers and Bill Cower got a hold of, of 
Jerome Bettis, and he came to the Steelers, and he just started having those uh, all-pro seasons, 1996, and uh, making a lot more Pro Bowls. And you know, for his career, he had 13,662 yards. I believe he was like uh, in the top five when he retired with yardage since uh, some some folks have passed him. I believe he's still in the top 10. 91 touchdowns rushing. Uh, he had 200 uh, receptions for 1,449 yards and another three touchdowns receiving. So, you know, just a, a big back. Uh, always a jolly fella, you know, always happy. Uh, had a, Almost had a real tragedy uh, in the uh, playoffs against Indianapolis where the Steelers were uh, underdogs but were beating Peyton Manning in the Indianapolis Colts pretty good. And then Bettis fumbled at the one-yard line and it started to be returned. And uh, quarterback uh, Ben Roethlisberger made that shoestring tackle at midfield. And then uh, Indianapolis ended up missing the field goal. Steelers go on to win uh, and move on in the playoffs. But that was... Uh, I'm glad it didn't end that way, but he did go out on top with a Super Bowl victory in Super Bowl XL, and he always said that was XL for extra large. We always know it's a Super Bowl 40, uh, but you know he just uh, had a tremendous player, and he is definitely going on our list uh, for our top 10 number 36s that ever played in the NFL. Our next one we want to talk about is Bill Owen. And Bill Owen, you know, what a player he was. He was a guard and tackle, two-way player, played from 1926 all the way to 1936 with, with Kansas City and Cleveland. I believe it was the Cleveland Rams back there in 27. Or I'm sorry, it might have been Cleveland Bulldogs even. Uh, then Detroit, and then a lot of years, with uh, eight years with the New York Giants to end his career as their uh, right tackle. And, you know, not a lot of statistics from that era. Uh, and he did wear the number one for a couple of his beginning years, but then 36 the rest of the way. And remember, there was no numbering rules until like 1954, I believe it was, 1952, somewhere in there, uh, for linemen to not be able to wear, you know, they could only wear 50 through 79. Those rules were not in place at that time. But he did win an NFL championship. Um, and I'm not sure, I think it was with the Giants uh, in the 30s. So, you know, he it was an all-pro one year, too. And, you know, Bill Owen, he's a, definitely a Hall of Famer. And he wore that uh, jersey for seven years, the number 36. So he was definitely going on our list as well to join Bettis. Marion Motley. You know, Marion Motley, what a stud he was. A two-way player, fullback and linebacker. Uh, you know, Came in in 1946 with the Cleveland Browns. You know, Paul Brown, that legend, just picked, knew how to pick these players. So 46 through 49 season, he played with the Cleveland Browns in the AAFC. And then in 1950, Cleveland uh, was merged in with Baltimore and San Francisco in the NFL. So he played uh, another four year, three year, four years of Cleveland in the NFL. And then his final year was as a Pittsburgh Steeler in 1955, where he's sort of on a downside of his career. But, you know, a tremendous fullback. Uh, the man ended up having 31 touchdowns from fullback. His longest run was 76 yards. But, you know, this dude was 6'1", 232 pounds in uh, you know the late 1940s, early 1950s. That's a large man uh, to... You know, be playing like that. And he grew up sort of in the Ohio area. Uh, McKinley, Ohio is where he went to high school and played his college at South Carolina State 
in a little bit at Nevada and came back and played a lot of football in eastern Ohio where he grew up with those Cleveland Browns. You know, tremendous player, two-time All-Pro, one Pro Bowl he played in, an NFL championship with the Browns, four AAFC championships, and all 1940s team uh, for Marion Motley. And he is definitely the third one going on our list because another tremendous player definitely deserves to be in that uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I know he, uh, I never got to hear him speak, but many of the, the folks that have been in the PFRA for a long time said that Miriam Motley, uh, they got to listen to him speak at least, uh, I think it was a couple different times, and just a tremendous uh, man, too, to his message that he delivered to them. A lot of people were impressed with what he had to say, and uh, fortunately, he's no longer with us, I don't believe. Uh, Mike Mahalski's our last Hall of Famer that we're going to talk about. And Mike, we've got some great things to say. You know, he played guard, tackle, linebacker, a uh, little bit of everything. Uh, but played 1927 for the New York Yankees uh, for two years and then went to the Green Bay Packers for the rest of his career, which is a balance of eight years, all the way to 1937. Not a lot of statistics for a lineman or a linebacker back then, but we can tell you he was a five-time All-Pro, three times NFL champion, and uh, all 1920s team. And he's wore a variety of different numbers but he did wear that number 36 for nine seasons and we've talked about him before and uh, we've had some of our guests come on and just tell us some tremendous things about Mike Mahalski and uh, from that and uh, being a Hall of Famer and all the uh, all pros and everything he got in NFL championships he is going to be our fourth on the list we have four spots tied up that's our Hall of Famers and now let's get into our folks that are not yet in the Hall of Fame and we're gonna, let's go to a guy that wore the number 36 for 13 seasons Bill Thompson Bill was a defensive back that came in the league in 1969 with the Denver Broncos played his entire career all the way to 1981 uh, you know his first three years was a right cornerback and uh, I'm sorry first four years and then he went to strong safety so he sort of made that transition to defensive backfield he had 40 interceptions 784 return yards uh, three touchdowns was uh, oh, one time as an all pro three pro bowls uh, for Mr. Thompson and I think he is going to be some very strong consideration to uh possibly make it onto our list. Let's talk about another defensive back, the word 36, Leroy Butler, a little bit more contemporary, played with the Green Bay Packers, came in the league 1990, played all the way to 2001 with the Packers, uh, four playoff games under his belt, Super Bowl champion, four times as an All-Pro, four times as a Pro Bowl player, 38 interceptions, 533 return yards off those picks, one touchdown, and you know, great player for the Green Bay Packers with those uh, 38 picks. Uh, he is another one that we'll put under consideration. We're not going to commit to him yet because, like I say, we have some great players coming up here. Like another defensive back, Lawyer Malloy. You know, came in with the New England Patriots in 1996. Played seven seasons with the Patriots. Last three years, I played with the Atlanta Falcons and sandwiched, I'm sorry, a couple years with Seattle at the end. Three years with the Falcons and three years with the Buffalo Bills. But how, who could forget when he was with the Patriots? You had Lawyer Malloy on one side as a cornerback and Ty Law. You know, you had the, the Law bookends there, Lawyer and Law on the bookends and that's uh you know they end up making some rules of uh you know punishing receivers and having a lot of contact that uh, took that away because of the success of lawyer malloy and ty law but malloy were the number 36 uh for all his career uh 
see, 13, 15 seasons, and he had some great statistics. You know, 25 interceptions, 205 yards, but he was not thrown at very often. Even when Ty Law was on the other side, he would break up passes, though, uh, recovered a, a bunch of fumbles, nine nine fumbles he recovered, I believe. I'm sorry, 12 fumbles he recovered in his career. Uh, his tackles, you know, 1,400 tackles, over 1,400 tackles he was a part of. Uh, over a thousand of those were solo tackles so he was a, a sure tackler and come up and help the line Super Bowl champion one time as an all pro four Pro Bowls lawyer Malloy you know great player uh, to talk about and he's another one we're going to put under consideration for him as well uh, not sure he's going to make it but you never know uh, we'll, we'll have to see how things go here uh, Terry McDaniel is another player we want to end up talking about and Terry's career you know he was another defensive back had 35 interceptions 667 return yards six touchdowns off those picks came in with the Raiders 1988 uh, stayed with them for most of his career 10 years of his 11 years career and one final year was Seattle All of our players are sort of ending their career in Seattle here uh, like I said, you know, 35 uh, interceptions, made it to five Pro Bowls. Uh, another guy that I, I think we just got to consider maybe putting him on our list and we'll, we'll come back to him on. Um, Mark Haynes is another one of those those gentlemen that uh, played some football and played at a high level. Three Pro Bowls, two times All-Pro, came in in 1980 as a defensive back with the New York Giants and played with them for six seasons and then his final four seasons with the Denver Broncos. Uh, 17 picks for him, 162 yards and a touchdown. Doesn't quite have the numbers that our other, other folks that we're talking about have, so I'm not sure he's going to make it here because we have some really good uh, people we're talking about. You know, Another great DB we have is Merton. Hanks, uh, you know Hanks is a you know, contemporary player. 1991 to 1999, uh, 33 interceptions, 410 yards, three taken back to the house. Uh, played for San Francisco when he first came in the league for eight years, and again another one played with Seattle his final year. I don't know what's going on up there in the Great Northwest, but 33 picks, 410 yards, three touchdowns for Merton Hanks. Again another one. I don't know with those numbers. Uh, he, he he may we may we'll come back and talk to him about him because he's uh he's another one that's a, a decent player here that maybe we'll we'll come back and see about. Uh, let's go to Ken Reeves as another fantastic player, a defensive back that played in the NFL and he had 37 interceptions, 558 yards and a touchdown. Came in with the Atlanta Falcons in, 19, in the 1960s, played eight seasons with them, four years with St. Louis Cardinals and a final year in New Orleans. Uh, aren't you glad I didn't say Seattle at the end there? Uh, and he had you know, just had a great career, uh, made it to a Pro Bowl. Um, you know, good, good solid player. Not sure that he's going to have the, the, the oomph to get him in there. But let's talk about a running back. How about Brian Westbrook? Uh, you know, very solid runner uh, that played for the Philadelphia Eagles for the majority of his career, eight of his nine seasons, final year in San Francisco. Had uh, 6,335 yards rushing, a 4.6 yards per carry, 41 touchdowns. Brian Westbrook, 
I think those numbers are sort of jumping off the page at us, and I think we're going to put him as our fifth person in our top ten. Um, we have some other folks to talk about. How about Clem Daniels? Uh, Clem was a, a great uh, NFL player. He played halfback and defensive back, 1960 to 1968. Uh, actually, wasn't a, too much in the NFL. But the Dallas Texans, Oakland Raiders for seven years. Dallas Texans was his first year. Finished up with San Francisco in 1968. Came over to the NFL for that year. Uh, but he had uh, you know some halfback and defensive back, but his yardage running back, 5,138 yards, 4.5 yards per carry, 30 touchdowns, very serviceable back, and you know, a two-way player, you can't knock that. That's uh, some good things. You know, he ended up having 30, over 3,300 yards receiving, too. 24 touchdowns there, 30 with the rushing. Uh, you know, AFL championship, two All-Pros, four Pro Bowls. Hmm, he's an interesting figure, too. I think we're going to put him on our list to come back and talk about Clem Daniels because uh, he sounds like a very interesting one. Just like Benny Blades is. You know, who can forget Benny Blades, a great defensive back. Uh, there is a, a gentleman that came in with Detroit and another one that his final year was with Seattle but had nine years with Detroit. Uh, 14 interceptions, 230 yards, and a touchdown. One Pro Bowl, uh, Benny Blades, a great player, but not quite the numbers we're looking for with all these great defensive back numbers to probably make our list here. Uh, you know, let's look at uh, Dick Harris, for instance. Uh, Dick was another great uh, pro player that played defensive back. Uh, 29 interceptions, 413 return yards, five touchdowns, one Pro Bowl, two All-Pros, one AFL championship. 1960 came in with the LA Chargers, finished up his other five years with the San Diego Chargers. Uh, great AFL career, uh, but probably doesn't have the, the numbers to, to get him over the edge here to, to get in with uh, what we're talking about. Um, well, MacArthur Lane is a Another great, what a great name, MacArthur Lane. I can just hear the PA announcer saying that. MacArthur Lane. He was a great running back, had 4,656 yards, 3.9 yards per carry, 30 touchdowns when he came in the league in 1968 with the St. Louis Cardinals, played with them for four years, then three years with the Green Bay Packers, final four years with the Kansas City Chiefs. And, uh, you know, what a tremendous uh, career he had. You know, nice, nice Pro Bowl for one year. Um, Great player, but again, probably not good enough numbers to, to make it on our list. And let's uh, talk about two more guys. Tommy Davis uh, is another uh, pro player that uh, I'm not sure if he's going to make it, but he was a kicker and a punter. Um, he ended up having uh, 230 field goals made, were the 36 his whole career, made it to two Pro Bowls. Uh, I don't know if a kicker, that's not the, the solid of numbers. Uh, not sure if he's going to make it there on with those kind of numbers. And uh, Nick Collins is another one I wanted to talk about. And Nick was another player that just uh, has some great things happen to him as a DB. 21 interceptions, 507 yards, four touchdowns off of those. Played his entire career, 2005 to 2011 with the Green Bay Packers. And a Super Bowl championship, three Pro Bowls. Uh, great name, great uh, career. Probably wasn't with us long enough, but uh, you know some good numbers there. Uh, Mike Zordich, let's talk about one more here because Zordich is one that I think we'll all remember as a defensive back. Had 20 interceptions, 282 yards, uh, three touchdowns, 
played with the New York Jets for a couple years when he came in the league in 1987, uh, played with the Phoenix Cardinals for five years after that, and then five years with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles at the end of his career, as a, all with as a safety, 20 picks, 282 yards, three touchdowns uh, for Mike Zordich. Probably not going to make our, our list there on that either. Uh, so let's, uh, I think let's go through and uh, tally up our things that we have here. We have five people that have made it onto our top 10 list. Yeah, so we need to have five more choices. Let's go back and talk about some of these players. You know, we talked about Bill Thompson, 13 years, we're at number 36. I'm going to put Bill Thompson on our list as our sixth spot. I'm going to put Lawyer Malloy as uh, our seventh guy on the list here. And Terry McDonald, I'm sorry, Terry McDaniel as our another one at number eight. And um, Leroy Butler with our ninth selection. And I'm going to go with the Clem Daniels because I think he ended up having a solid career. You know, it's a toss-up between Clem Daniels and Merton Hanks, but I think Daniels just had a little bit more significant of a career uh, with that. So we have our four Hall of Famers, Jerome Bettis, Bill Owen, Marion Motley, Mike Mahalski, uh, Bill Thompson, Leroy Butler, Lawyer Malloy, Terry McDaniel, Brian Westbrook, and Clem Daniels round out our top 10 greatest number 36s in NFL history. And if you don't agree with us, uh, we've had uh, you know some errors that people have caught. You think maybe somebody else should be in that top 10, please email us at pigskindispatch at gmail.com and let us know all about it. And uh, we're going to have a future podcast where we're going to make some of these corrections if we investigate and find that uh, you, our listeners, are right. And usually you are. Um, we want to get this right, so we need your help. So it's your homework assignment. If you see somebody I missed or somebody we didn't talk about that you think maybe has consideration, at least should be mentioned, let us know that pigskindispatch at gmail.com, and we will make the corrections in a future episode. And uh, before we go off the air, I want to make sure uh, on our football history headlines, we had a, a late update here. Uh, April 21st, 2021, the NFL made a change to the jersey number rule, and they're going to make it a permanent rule that uh, I think it was everybody in the backfield, running backs, uh, basically all your eligibles on offense, they can now wear single-digit numbers. Uh, Previously, uh, they was like number 10 through uh, 49, they could wear an 80 to 89. Now it's 1 to 49, 80 to 89 for those uh, receivers and tight ends and halfbacks, fullbacks, quarterbacks, uh, kickers and punters have always been able to wear that. So adding a little bit more numbers here, uh, the COVID sort of extended our practice squad eligibility, had a little bit more members on the practice squad. They had a temporary rule for numbering to help out with the numbers. And uh, now they're going to make that a permanent rule. And I think that's a great thing. So maybe your favorite running back will be wearing number three or, you know, that great wide receiver wearing number five. Who knows? You could start seeing some of that. We'll have to redo some of our uh, our first first nine uh, football uh, football by numbers series uh, next year in the offseason. Uh, but make sure you check out the football history headlines. We'll be back tomorrow with another bonus edition of the football by numbers with the number 37s. Getting some help this time. We have Aaron Harris of the Football Odyssey coming in to join us. And uh, you know, make sure you check that out tomorrow. And also, don't forget, we have the football history headlines each and every day. And we bring some great new things for you, including our new spotlight, uh, newspapers.com headline of the day. I hope you're enjoying that because I sure am with that research on newspapers.com. So, you know, check us out, pigskindispatch.com. And until tomorrow, everybody, have a great, great iron day. 
peeking up at the clock. The time's running down. We're going to go into victory formation, take a knee, and let this baby run out. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you back tomorrow for the next podcast. We invite you to check out our website, pigskindispatch.com, not only to see the daily football history, but to experience positive football with our many articles on the good people of the game, as well as our own football comic strip, Cleet Marks Comics. Pigskindispatch.com is also on social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all of your positive football news and history. A special thanks to the talents of Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff for letting us use their music during our podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. It was just another ordinary day in the offices of the Pittsburgh Guardian newspaper circa 1924. But for Marla Delft, assistant editor, everything was about to change. For she was about to discover the awesome attractiveness of Row 1 brand retro sports paraphernalia items, thanks to Orville Mulligan, sports writer. And there it is. Wow, Orville, that's really the bee's knees. Isn't it just? A poster-sized replica of the actual 1909 World Series program cover. I can see that. But where did you get it? And where'd you get it framed? I ordered it from the Row 1 website, where over 6,000 items of sports memorabilia from the 1880s to the 1990s are available for reproduction in multiple sizes and in several different materials, with over a dozen styles of frame to choose from for prints like this. Well, I'm sure Mr. Delft would love to put up more of these in the office. But I'm equally as sure they're beyond this newspaper's budget. (laughs) Not at all, my dear Marla. See for yourself. Go to sportshistorynetwork.com slash row one. Sportshistorynetwork.com slash row one. Oh my, these are good prices. Oh, and look at this stuff. Oklahoma, Nebraska football. College basketball art. Michael Jordan items. And so it was that Marla Delft discovered the spondiferous magic of row one sports memorabilia arts and prints. You can, too, by visiting sportshistorynetwork.com slash row one. That's R-O-W number one today for access to the full row one catalog of gallery prints and gifts like t-shirts, long sleeve shirts, telephone cases, coffee mugs, blankets, pillows, towels, and even shower curtains. Act A for a 15% discount off all prints with coupon code SHN15 and 20% off all other items with coupon code SHN20 at Check out and keep your dial locked to the Sports History Network for the exciting chronicles of the 1920 sports world in Orville Mulligan, sports writer, coming soon.